is a graphically novel, a podcast by three brothers who like each other but love comic books. I'm Jamie. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And on this episode, we're reviewing a listener's pick. Sam, explain what happened. All right, so my daughter is just recently found out about comic books and is really enjoying them. And then she found out we was doing the podcast about comics. She was like, I want to pick one out for y'all. And then she was been reading this Avengers Disassembled, which is what we're recovering. And uh, she's like, I think it's going to be good for your show. So we're doing my daughter's pick this week. And this was an event, uh, like a summer event thing, what, 10 years ago, something like that? Something like it. Maybe longer than that. Yeah. Okay. Good look at Nick Fury. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that may be even longer than. I think it's longer than that. We've had Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury. It's at least before Secret Wars. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, all right. So it's time for the live action Batman grades. And this is our eccentric grading scale based on the men who have thus far played Batman in live action. And from best to worst, that scale is Bell, Affleck, Keaton, West, Kilmer, and poor George Clooney. All right. Josh, you're first out of the gate. What's your live action Batman grade? Live action Batman grade. Uh, I kept it on the plus side of the scale. I've got some issues with it, uh, but overall, it's kind of fun. So I went with a Keaton. Uh, yeah, I'm next. I, I'm sitting right in the same same spot. I mean, I'm probably like a Keaton minus. I mean, it's got a lot of the examples of what happens what when a when a Bendis story kind of goes sideways a little bit. There's some, there's some bad Bendis stuff going on here. Um, but it has it has redeeming features, um, and we'll, we'll get into that too. And I agree with both y'all. I, I really, I kind of enjoyed it. I really did. I went with, I gave it a Keaton plus, to almost a Affleck minus. I have an influence on my grade. It's my precious daughter. So, but yeah, it, it's interesting. We'll cover it. All right. So uh, let's go to the creator credits now, and um, I've got I'm going to have to give a little bit of a caveat on these. So it's written by Brian Michael Bendis, pencils by David French, inks by Danny Mickey, colors by Frank D'Armada, and letters by R.S. and Comicraft's Albert Deschain. Except for the finale issue, which had a different creative team for about every three pages. Um, I refuse to list them all, but it's a who's who. There's a lot lot of really big names there, but I'm not taking the time. It's like a whole page of the, the credits at the beginning. It's like a whole page for the finale. It's crazy. But uh, this ends the part of the show that is safe from all that awful spoiler radiation. After you hear the spoiler klaxon, it is full spoilers ahead. Beware. All right, it's time for the bite-size breakdown. Josh, go. All right, so this is an event, and the issues are numbered as in the event, but I'm calling it issue one. It's issue five-something. I'm not 500-and-something. We're going issue one. 500, yeah. All right, so issue one opens with a bang when a thought-to-be-deceased Jack of Hearts shows up to Avengers Mansion and blows himself up, killing Ant-Man. Tony Stark appears drunk at the UN meeting and threatens to kill the Lotvarian diplomat. Back at base, Vision crashes a Quinjet into the mansion, makes some cryptic comments about punishment, then pops out some Ultron robots before melting. 
The Ultron bots are defeated, but She-Hulk loses control, rips a dead Vision's body into, and starts rampaging against the remaining Avengers. There was a lot in that issue, one. Issue 2 slash 501, I think? Yes. All right. Uh, Tony is in trouble for whatever that was that happened at the UN. Back at Avengers Mansion, everyone is freaking out. She-Hulk has lost it and is tearing everything up until Iron Man knocks her out, which I found highly unbelievable. Also, Hank Pym freaks out that the Wasp got hurt and bails on everyone. And they stand around arguing for the rest of the issue. Pretty much. All right, so they had a, a issue three. It's also 502. All the Avengers ever show up to, the, to help. Fury is telling them all to leave because this is a crime scene. Then, right when all this was happening, the Kree show up and start attacking them. Hawkeye runs away to get more arrows. Cap, uh, Captain America captures a Kree and wants to know why they're attacking now. The Kree says their very existence insults them as a race and they are there to end the Avengers. Hawkeye returns with a million arrows and starts kicking butt. Then he catches on fire and hitches a ride with a Kree and flies straight into their battleship, blowing it up. Just as fast as the fight started, it is over now. Doctor Strange shows up after the fight is over and tells them magic is being abused. Right. And issue four or 503. Doctor Strange tries to explain what is happening. He states that Wanda has lost control of her powers due to emotional trauma and has started attacking the Avengers and maybe even unaware she's doing it. Wanda has been AWOL, so Doctor Strange leads them to her. She has created her children again, and Cap tries to tell her the truth. She didn't want to hear it and starts a giant battle before Doctor Strange defeats her. Then Magneto shows up and takes her away. All right, uh, issue five, finale. People stand around talking and being sad. Then they all quit the Avengers. Then there's a clip show about everyone's favorite Avengers moments, whether they actually saw what happened or not. The end. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. an easy one. You, you nailed that one. Yeah. <laughs> Issue five was that was it. A lot yeah, of talking. You, you remember those like um like shows in the eighties when they were, like you clearly they were just like ran out of budget or whatever. Somebody like stuck in an elevator, they would just talk and they like they would show clips from the season or something like yeah. you know just like you remember when Tony did blah 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 or whatever. It kind of Issue five felt like that. It really was. Yeah. Is everybody like their round table talking about their. Uh, fondest memories of the Avengers and it's like, all right, I quit, I'm gone. Well they were in the Hulk of the building. Like he was just destroyed. How is how is Jarvis cooking anything? He gets bringing in dishes and I'm like, where's this coming from? Yeah the, That's the his superpower. <laughs> <laughs> it it was it was the radiate radiation from the stones still hot out there. <laughs> where Jack blew up. All right, well, now it's time for the Graphically Novel Pyramid, the part of the show where we evaluate the book of the week based on the three elements we believe a book has to nail to be a good book. And the first of these is story. And Sam, you have the privilege of going first on story. All right, so I did enjoy this story. I, I liked the pacing of it, and I liked how they kind of had it a mystery because they kept having a different bad guy pop up, and they was having to attack him. And, but you find out that there was somebody else pulling the strings of all these other bad guys. So you kind of wonder like who's doing this, what was going on. So I did like that part. It's a little bit of a mystery within this craziness going on around you. And then, uh, this can one I, can I, can I jump in and disagree with you on something? Yeah, go ahead. I thought the pacing of this book was one of the worst parts. 
I thought it was terribly paced because it felt it feels like oh we're doing we're doing action for like thirty pages like now we're going to talk not even, yeah. not even do anything interesting while we're talking we're just going to stand here and talk for the next fifteen pages. I I, I won't count the last issue. It, you know they they did do that towards the, in the middle of every one of them like you'd have this big fight scene and they would talk about what's happening like when all the Avengers showed up and they weren't even doing anything interesting while they were doing it. Yeah. They just stood in place and looked at each other and talked. Yeah, they they really did. <laughs> kind of blocked it from my memory apparently <laughs> when i was taking my notes i was like hey, it wasn't too bad but you know i, I was with you until you said you love the pacing i was like ah, I, I gotta jump in <laughs> well you know I, I didn't think the pacing was that bad now that you mentioned that it, it was it did kind of break it up pretty terribly you know like I, I did like how they had the like the mystery part like they show this like person talking to another person become find out it was just wanda having an inner dialogue with herself i, I didn't catch that when i was first time i was reading it but this would have been a good crossover for the WandaVision episode we've done because this is more like the show than any of it. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Like, like we should have read this or House of M or, or something rather than something. What we read. Anything. Because this has Agatha in it. It has the Wanda making her her own reality stuff going on. But you know, it, it was it was okay story. Yeah, it was. Uh, my first comment was it felt like we dropped into the middle of a story that was already going on. Uh, I know the whole premise of it is, you know, the Avengers have the worst day ever and you're supposed to be kind of caught off guard and it's supposed to be shocking and surprising. Uh, but it felt like we were dropped in the middle of something that was already going on. And I guess that's because it's a a summer event and it picks up after something else has happened. Uh, it was issue 500. It was issue 500, yeah. The, the Jack of Heart thing was really what got me the most because I felt yeah. like this happens immediately after he died. I'm not familiar with that character or what happened to him, so I was completely lost on why that was so significant and stuff. So I, I lost some of the meaning of the story uh, just because I wasn't sure what was going on beforehand. Was it as bad as when we, we saw Mantis marry a tree? No, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> this was way better than that oversized giant issue from that one. Uh, I, I did think Doctor Strange coming out and trying to explain what was going on. I don't think we ever clearly got a great explanation of why Wanda was doing what she was doing. I know she had a lot of trauma and I know stuff was going on, but why is she attacking the Avengers? I don't know. Is it because she, blamed, she blamed them for her children. For, her, for Agatha racing her yeah. children. Yeah. yeah, but I, I didn't buy all of that explanation of the way he's like, well, now, yeah. because she can control reality, now reality's controlling her. I'm like, Yeah, what that's now? what I'm saying. That, yeah. That, that felt like they were trying to put some kind of reasoning to this crazy story that was going on, but I, I don't feel like that was the point of this thing. The point was just to have all the Avengers <laughs> together and put them through some really bad stuff. Yes. Yeah, all, all we needed was to put Sam in a Doctor Strange costume and have him say, "Her cheese fell off her cracker, guys. We got to deal with this." Yeah, <laughs> real. She's real strong and she's real, real nuts at the moment. Yeah. She's not only off her cracker; she's been walking around for a little while. <laughs> she has imaginary cheese now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nothing. I had my notes too that about the Doctor Strange thing. Like this big battle's going on. He, he knows this magic's being abused, kind of thing. Whatever. You know, like. He's kind of like a blister. He showed up when the work was done. Like, all this big fighting was done. And he, he's like, all right, now I'll show up and tell you what's going on. And he never like, even actually showed up. He was in his astral form. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to ask, did, did he physically show up when they confronted Wanda later on? And he and he beats her? Or is that still just his astral form? And yes. if he's still in astral form, that's pretty impressive. That's what I thought, because I don't know. I think he was actually there. 
I think I, maybe I, that's he what was. I thought, but it, yeah. never actually... it wasn't real clear. There was a lot of things with the story that weren't real clear, but yeah. there was a bunch of Avengers punching stuff, so that was cool. It was cool. The action was pretty cool. It was. I, I thought I thought it was a great idea, like the the mystery of who's doing all this stuff. Yeah. Um, why why is it weird? Like like the Kree are not acting like the Kree or whatever, you know. Um, but there's 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 too much bad Bendis going on. I mean, when Bendis is good, I mean he, he's as good as anybody there is. I mean I, I I've had to reconsider my, my Bendis you know feud that only I knew about that he didn't know about. Um, <laughs> but I, I read Ultimate Spider Man. He, he he did like 13 years or something of Ultimate Spider Man. They're all good. I mean it's a it's a it's it's crazy. Um, but bad Bendis is when like. You read a whole issue and nothing really happens, but like, yeah, people talked a lot. I don't remember anything happening though. And there's yeah. like that happens here. And I was like, you people just stand around like I'm like you're like, why is Hawkeye being such a jerk? I don't what what's what's wrong with him, you know? Yeah. Like and people are I don't know, I'm kinda of jumping around, but like but the my, my biggest complaint is that it feels too eventy. because um, it feels like I like I like I'm missing the tie ins. Like like important stuff's happening, you know, in issues I'm not reading. I didn't get in this collection or something. I feel like there's stuff like happening between issues that I need to know about. Then I'm just I feel, I feel like I'm missing stuff. No, yeah. that's valid. Yeah, that's I'm right there with you. But uh, I I do want to say I like the initial setup of the story. The first five pages, first six pages are just bonkers, man. Like it's just an everybody's chilling at the mansion and then Jack of Heart shows up and he's supposed to be dead and then he blows up and kills Ant-Man and it just it just punches you in the mouth right off the bat and gets going. Uh, and it keeps that up for a long time. Then, like you said, yeah. the pacing. They, then they just start talking for pages at a time and then it's back to this frantic, frantic pace and then it stops. Uh, yeah. So they never found that balance of crazy, intense action and dialogue. It was It was one or the other. I mean, the the, fir- the first issue and a half are like watching Mad Max Fury Road. It's just nonstop, it's just crazy going. stuff going on. Yeah, I, I still like how they uh, they had they try to blend in some mystery with it, you know, with the, yeah. the who's who who's doing it and all that. But I was curious. We was talking about this was published in two thousand four when it's come out. Ooh, that's even older than I thought. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious. I think that's before the the events have gotten as gigantic as they are now. Yeah, I think they was trying with this one. Yeah, because I mean, these are the main. This is the Avengers book. Like it was in the main issues. It wasn't even like a special event miniseries with with in a, a tie-ins in the in the other books. Like, it, it's just in the, the main the main event is in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, they realize they can uh, keep they can publish those five Avengers stories. They can also publish a five issue miniseries that's the main book and charge extra for those and can make all kinds of money off of that. So. Uh, anyway, that's, sorry about that. That's me. <laughs> Com- comic frustration. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Moving on to art. Uh, Josh, lead us off on art. There's a couple of little nitpicks I've got with the art, but overall, I liked it. I thought it was solid. Uh, I liked the action. There was a lot of action, and I, I thought it was all done pretty good. Uh, for me, I wanted to highlight the color. I thought the color was the best. Uh, you could always kind of tell what was going on when Doctor Strange shows up. You get completely, you get all the purples and the blues and stuff when they're at the mansion and everything's on fire. Everything's tinted red. So I really thought the color set everything off. Uh, so my two nitpicks, I'll get out real quick. Beast. 
all over the place. Sometimes he looks like the cowardly lion from Wizard of Oz. Sometimes he looks like Geraldo Rivera. I mean, he's just sometimes he looks more like Nightcrawler than Beast. They they yeah. could not settle on who Beast was or what he was supposed to look like. It was and it just it dug into me. Uh, and then the faces, even among like Captain America, changes a couple of different times and. Uh, Miss Marvel and the faces kind of get out of sorts a little bit, but overall, I thought the art was solid. I'll go last. If you want me to. Okay. Um, I, I like <laughs> David Finch. I, I think he's a really cool artist, and and what I mean by that is he just makes things look cool. Um, do you remember the I Am Gotham uh, book we read, uh, the Batman story with the Gotham and Gotham Girl? David Finch drew that as well. Um, I can see I, that. Look, yeah, look look at page twenty three. Um, so Ultron, I think, is really hit or miss uh, in the way he's depicted, uh, depending on the artist. And sometimes he can just look downright just goofy. But the way Finch draws Ultron, he's never looked more dangerous or as cool as he does. And that's a hard character yeah. design to make it look cool. Finch yeah. makes it look cool, um, and actually menacing. I mean. So I, I think I think it's one of the things I like about Avengers. Things just look as cool as they ever do. The way he draws them. I, I think he's gotten better at faces since this. I mean, I think it's only like yeah. it's only got two. He's got two gears. Everybody, you're either sad or you're furious. He doesn't have another. Like, <laughs> you know, that's the only facial expressions he has. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot of emoting going on. It's yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll go now. I I'll get my two. I got I got a couple things I want to talk about. The faces. Were cookie cutter faces. They might have like a dip, like Fury had a different eye patch or something like that. But for the most part, the general shape of everybody's face was the same. You know, a guy's head was a guy's head, and then the girls all had the same head. Might changed hair or whatever. And then, like Josh said, Beast was kind of all over the place and all that stuff. But I think they've done good with like most of the character designs. All all their suits, you can tell somebody who's who by the looking at their suit. And then. All, all the fight scenes, like the, the laser eyes with the, the, the Ultron, was amazing. Like when he first, like he was like in T two, he was a liquid man that kind of mold, molded himself. Uh, he done really good with that. And then like when She Hulk was fighting, you can see her starting to lose control. And she kept getting bigger and bigger until she was going more Hulk. I thought they done a really good job with that. And then when she ripped Vision in two, the, this husk of Vision, it wasn't like she ripped him in half. She ripped him like vertically, like down the center, long ways. I'm like, dude, that's crazy. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, for the most part, I think the art was really good, but I feel like he had a lot of generic stuff tied in with the art. He, yeah. He's gotten better at faces. I mean, you remember the, the Gotham, the I'm Gotham series, yeah. where, like, the faces, they are really good, and there's, they're more diverse, everybody, and people are more consistent, and he's better at facial expressions. But most all, all the guys had the same chin, nose, mouth, eyes, everything. Like, like Nick Fury had an eye patch. That's how you could tell he wasn't Captain America. <laughs> I mean, really, some of them had stubble on their face. But you can literally look at that page behind Jamie's head. What page was that, 53? Yeah. Look at all of their faces, all the guys' faces standing there. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic, Nick Fury look like the exact same person. Yeah, you got Namor, you got uh, uh, Daredevil. I mean, all the guys have the same head, same chin, same cheeks, everything. They really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, kind of, that really bothered me for some reason. At least it was proportionate. I'll, I'll give them that. I mean, it, it just it was, it was a lot, a lot of cookie cutter stuff for that for me. Uh, Greg, Greg Capullo could do that as well. He, he can kind of fall into that trap of like everybody has the same, like all the dudes have the same gigantic chin. Yeah. 
type deal. Like, you remember from uh, Court of Owls? Every dude kind mm-hmm. of looked the same. Same, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you guys what you thought. Uh, go over to page 84. So this is when Doctor Strange is trying to explain what's going on. And they're peppering like, this uh, montage, basically, of Scarlet Witch. And those look like images pulled from various comics. Like, that's legit. I dug that. I thought that was really cool. I liked the throwback when they were pulling art from yep. other comics, different styles and stuff. I thought it was interesting. All, all her uh, previous designs mm-hmm. and stuff, yeah. And even in between the issue four and the finale, they had like three pages of uh, Pietro and Wanda when they first joined the Avengers. And it was just in that classic 60s or 70s style. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. I didn't know if anybody else was going to enjoy that or not. It was all right. Um, I, I I enjoyed it in issue four. I didn't like it as much in the finale because it felt like they were just cheating. Like they were just fluffing out the issue. Right. Yeah, it worked in issue four because Doctor Strange is explaining how she's changing reality and altering everything to fit her story. So seeing her in different art styles kind of makes you feel like she's changing reality. She's altering stuff. It kind of shows she might be a little bit unhinged. So I think it really helped drive that point home with the story. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. It kind of felt like a cop out in issue five. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's play. Let's play David Finch last for this last issue. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a high page rate. We only, we only have to do like five pages, so. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't like the issue uh, five art at all. Well, it was just all over the place. It I was. I mean, a couple of pages were cool because they were from cool artists from like a cool period of time. Other ones were just like, ah, what's going on here? Yeah. I'm going to throw a spoiler. Uh, My uh, best panels from issue five, so get uh, ready for that. Well, I heard <laughs> I've, I've got a two-panel tie. Um, none of them are from issue five. Anyway, uh, you want to move on to characters? Yes, please. Uh, I thought this was the weakest corner of the pyramid. Um, the characters all felt off. Um, I don't know how long Bendis had been at Marvel at this point, but it feels like he hadn't got the feel really for several of these characters. Um, I think the biggest example was there was two that really stuck out to me. It's just being not the not the right people. Um, Miss Marvel spent the whole book whining and crying. That's not who Carol Davis is. Nope. I mean, every scene, she's crying about something and whining. I mean, that's... Yeah. Uh, have you read a Miss Marvel comic before? Like, yeah, and she's always leaning on Captain America for advice and what to do yeah. and looking to him. I'm like, you're Miss Marvel? That, <laughs> Captain Marvel? Who who stole Carol's body? Because her brain's not in there. That's not who that lady is. Yeah. And then Hawkeye, man. Hawkeye's just mad at everybody all the time. And just ha- it feels like he hates Captain America. Yeah. Which is always just going. It's like watching Raphael and Leonardo fight. I'm like, this is not that relationship. I mean, this is yeah. not how that works. Um, they even they even uh, commented on in the in the story about how no matter what Captain America says, Hawkeye disagrees immediately. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that, you. Know, that's not Hawkeye. I mean, Hawkeye's a guy who's. I mean, especially in that it's it's changed since Fraction. Where it is, and he's this lovable goofball now, but. He he was a more prickly guy, but I mean, not like this. I mean, this yeah. was way over the top. I agree. That I, I think these characters, like you said, he, he might just be new to them or whatever. But I, I feel like he was just kind of cookie cutting them again, just with the, like the art was. You know, this this is Captain America's what he's going to do. Like I, I agree with you. Like Nick Nick Fury, like the Nick Fury I remember from from back then. He was always just trying to run the Avengers away instead of trying to get them to help him. It was, 
I remember they used to kind of work together. He always, right? Am I remembering it wrong? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's a little bit off. I feel like he would have been trying to manipulate the situation. Yeah, more than just trying to shoo him off. Shoo him he would have yeah. tried to like, yeah, he would try to you know do some scheming. Do the scheme to get him to do something he wants to do them to do for him, kind of yeah. person. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just. I, uh, there's a bunch of characters in here, like you said. There's like a 150 on every page, so and you really didn't get to know anybody. And it, it just, I mean, it felt like you know there was. Okay, we're telling a big event story. Let's do the big event story, and we'll have people say what we have to say to move the plot along. When no matter yeah. which which person we're having the you know, word balloon point to, doesn't really matter. We just need to do what needs to be done to make the big plot work. Plot work. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, you guys. Pretty much said everything on characters was to say there, there was a lot of characters in it, but there really wasn't oh, a lot of characters. Yeah. Characters there, I felt like they really tried to have some character moments with uh, Hank Pym and uh, Janet when she's in the hospital, and uh, you know I think Falcon and uh, Captain America when he's getting his shoulder put back into place or whatever. Like there was some quiet moments where there were some character interactions. I, I just don't think they got it. It felt like. You, just super generic. I mean, you guys already said it. It really didn't feel like the characters we know and love. Uh, I will say, though, I was glad to see Magneto still being the boss and just coming in. Basically, if about 100 Avengers are assembled, he just pops in and says, now I'm taking Wanda's body, and then just poofs off and nobody even says anything. Yeah, we're not going to try to stop him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you still don't mess with Magneto, you know? Yeah. So that, that, that yeah, was yeah. good. He stayed in character. That was the Magneto I'm used to. So I was glad for that. Yeah, that was a big time flex on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just popped in, like ah, he doesn't even ask. He says, "Give me my daughter," and then just scoops her up and flies away. Uh, I thought the the Scarlet Witch character arc was interesting too. I, I, I enjoyed that. It could have been better explained, but I, I could see how like you know somebody with those kind of reality warping powers would you know might have some mental health issues that like that would you know your your grip on reality might be a little bit slippery if reality is completely under your control so I, and i dug that the way it the way that it affected her life and the, the way it, you know the the stuff that she'd been through like those panels you, the pages you talked about josh that showed the stuff she'd been through over the years i, I dug that yeah. I, I i wish she'd been in it more as really as didn't as get as much as panel time. time yeah for her to be the yeah, I'll say just 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 because she was the I don't know what I want to say. But anyways, like <laughs> I think this story here, I got it now. If this story had more of her and her dilemma, her going back and forth, like that little thing where she's talking back and forth to herself, you didn't realize it was her, and then you do that one montage of her. I think if they papered more of that through of her her cheese sliding off her cracker, of, of you seeing the, the the slide down, I think that just made it way better. And they just have the smaller sections of fights. And it makes me wonder if those are some of those side issues. Yeah. Uh, the, t- the tie-ins that we didn't see. I wonder if some of that stuff was happening there. Yeah. I was I was going to say, she's the main driving force for this entire storyline that's going on. She She's the reason this is all happening. Uh, I almost wish they would have had her in the issues instead of just being trying to make it a mystery. Maybe showing her and then when she's in the panel seeing something different than actually what's going on to show that she's altering reality. So maybe she's seeing something different than what's actually happening. Uh, and that would, I think that would have lend a little more credibility to her being the one doing it to maybe see when the career attack and she's seeing something different or, or something along oh, those yeah. lines. I think that would have been more interesting. And then she'd have had more panel time too. 
Or, or maybe have like a moment where like, well, this, the Kree are acting weird. Like, the Kree don't act like this. And then Scarlet Witch kind of shrugged. Like, I don't know. I thought they'll tell what they, you know, what they did, you know? Right. Yeah, that's and that's she, how I remember them being. Yeah. Something like that. Something like yeah. that. Or, or somebody making that comment and then the Kree changing completely how they're acting once somebody mentions it to Wanda. She's like, oh, I'm not that doing that. Right. And then tweaking it or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, why are there five Ultron bots? There's usually only one, and then four of them just poof away. You know, so <laughs> I think that would have been way more interesting than trying to make it a mystery. Oh man, yeah, that'd yeah. been a good twist on it too. Yeah, yeah, that's all that's I got not, on characters. I, I'm I'm impressed, yeah. Josh. Those are good ideas. Um, <laughs> Milliseconds of genius. It happens every now and then. <laughs> are you a blind squirrel finding it? <laughs> yeah. All right, <laughs> uh, y'all want to give us some awards? Let's do it. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? And these are the things we dig most in Avengers Disassembled. Sam, what was your best cover? All right, so my best cover was on page 73, and it's issue 4 or 503, however you want to look at it. It's Captain America uh, squatted down. I got pulled up. He's like, he looks just because you see all the like stuff around him. I think it's all yeah, the people little, died. Yeah, because that's Ant Man's helmet. It's not a very good drawing of Ant Man's helmet. But that's Ant Man's helmet. Yeah. I don't think Thor died though. I don't no, think I he think was so. ever mentioned. He was missing though. They kept talking about one of her reached went all the way to uh, Asgard. Okay. There's Hawkeye's uh, bow and arrows. There's Vision's cape. Yeah. Who's little circle thing is that mm, is that that jack jack of hearts guy maybe anyway, I, I had the same one it's, it's a really cool uh cover it's and it's got like it really captures the mood of like you know ca- caps bummed you know bad yeah. things have went down yeah. that's what i liked about it having the world's worst 12 hour period wasn't even yeah. a full day <laughs> it's a terrible run uh I like that one. I liked another one. And since you guys both said that one, I'm going to mention another one here. We're going to go to uh, issue 501 or issue two on page 36. I like that one. I liked, uh, I liked the way Iron Man looked on that one. Sometimes people don't get Iron Man's suit right. I really like that Iron Man suit. And uh, I like Cap's face on that one. I like when they get really detailed on the little like, fish scale looking things on his cat yeah. shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other one may have been best just because of the mood with Captain America kneeling down, but I thought this was second best. All right, Josh, who was your best character? Uh, I, I struggled trying to pick somebody on this because I don't didn't seem to be the point of the thing. Uh, I went with Iron Man. Uh, I felt like of all the Avengers that were having a terrible day, his might have been the worst, even though he just got humiliated in front of the UN basically, but it's the, the other Avengers didn't really want to believe him. And that issue five, when he came in and was looking so sad and everybody was basically just shunning him. I really, I, f- I felt like he had a rough go of it. So I had Iron Man. And he got fired. He didn't I'm get not sure fired. How he could be, I I'm not sure how you get to be, I'm not sure how you get to be, you know, an Avenger and secretary of defense at the same time, but like still he got fired. He's uh, rich. <laughs> really, really rich. Uh, I'm gonna go with Doctor Strange. Um, he's a little bit of a jerk in here, but like he's you know kind of an interesting you know jerk thing he's doing. And I didn't want to pick Captain America because I always pick Captain America, so I'm gonna go with Doctor Strange. I I like uh, blister. 
Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I like him. That was a little bit different character design for him. He looked a little more intimidating than normal. Like he he looked legit, real Doctor bad dude Strange. there. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. And then and he kind of almost single handedly saves the day at the end. So it was. Yeah. Just imagine if they had Magneto there the whole time. Yeah. Anyhow, so I thought there was a kind of a dead giveaway right answer, and it was Spider Man. I feel like he stole every panel he was on. He kind of stole it. And all of his dialogue he had, like, he's like, hey, what about me, guys? I was here the whole time, too. You know, just all the little stuff he done, I thought was very interesting. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, cause I think Ultimate Spider-Man had been going for a year or two by this point. And yeah. Bendis has Spider-Man down. And that was the Spider-Man I knew. I, I didn't want to mention it in the character section because I knew it was going to make him my favorite character. I just feel like anytime he was on a, on a panel, he stole that panel. Yeah. And I, I, I thought the I think my my favorite like character like storyline was Scarlet Witch, and I would have picked her, but she was just barely in the book. She was barely in it, and she Spider-Man was more was of a in it. yeah, but and she was like more of a force of nature than she was an actual character. Yeah, and so that's I, I I couldn't pick her. Yeah, I just liked Spider Man in this one. I thought it was good. All right, uh, best panel's tough. I've got I've got a two way tie, so I'll just I'll say my. I don't know. Okay, go to page twenty-one. Um, and if nobody picks my other one, I think you, I think one of y'all may pick the other one. So I'll go with this one. My, my, no, my, my other pick. I think one of y'all will pick it. So I'll. Uh, you don't think so? I right, didn't right. remember. I spoiled mine. I'm in issue five. Oh, nobody yeah. picked one. So okay. Well, anyway, I think somebody, right, somebody may time. pick. All right. Uh, so twenty-one point one, vision walking out of those flames. Vision just looks super cool there. He looks tough. And he just looks like that stoic, you know, completely in control, despite the circumstances. It's just a really cool vision image there. Yeah. The vision of the vision. And I, and I, I, and I love vision, so. All right, so. I went with a Hawkeye panel on page 66, the human pincushion, when he comes back with all his arrows. I even mentioned it in my breakdown because I just thought it was so funny. And it's, it's page uh, 66, panel 2. He was in there looking all these arrows in his back. I, I like that one, but it got me what happened so many times with Hawkeye. There's no string on his bow. If you'll look, those arrows are just in his fingers. There's, and there's really no not. There's not a string at all. It does happen a lot. It, it does. It happens a lot. They forget to put the panels. string on. And the arrows look like they're kind of weirdly placed. They don't have any fletching on them. It's just a bare shaft on the back. But now that is a that's a good panel. Besides that, yeah. okay. I thought I it looked like it looked like Rob Lawfield drew one panel there. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. even got the cable looking arm, the one arm that looks like Cable's arm. Yeah. He's yeah. got yeah. like instead of pouches, he's got you know you know quivers everywhere. He's got pouches too. If you look real yeah, hard, he, no, he's, he's got, got some pouches. He really does, yeah. yeah. Uh, he he's got game face on too. He's, yeah, he's, he's going out there. <laughs> I really like that panel. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you want to go to my wrong panel and from issue five? Sure. It's on page 110, panel one. Technically, it's not the best panel. Uh, I just like the mood it captured. It's when Iron Man's come in and he's telling them basically he can't fund the Avengers. They just had this terrible day. He got humiliated and fired and, you know, he's talking about the numbers. Uh, and just the, other, the rest of the Avengers are in shadow. It's like they've almost shunned him. I don't know. I just... 
it yeah. captured. There was a lot of mood in that one. There's a lot of mood in that one, but there's two reasons I didn't pick this one. If you his look hair. in the background, Ye's hair. He's got it's from uh, the Incredibles cartoon, the Edna one designs the comics. Yeah, the Edna mode thing lady. He's got terrible hair in this one, but he's got some bad hair. I know. If you look in the background, it's all just pretty much in black and white, or all in the shadows. And you see Wonder Man, Wonder Man's big W on his chest. I straight got Sin City vibe from that, the Elijah Woods character with the mm-hmm. glasses. You can see all that stuff. I, I don't know what it was. I, I didn't. I don't like this panel. I thought one of you guys was going to pick the uh, Magneto entrance. Uh, maybe later. Oh, is that a full page? Yes, sir. Possibly. Okay, my bad. I thought that was okay. Uh, my my backup was on page ninety four. I don't want to you know not to linger on it, but it's a uh, Doctor Strange doing like weird Doctor Strange stuff with that giant eye behind him, but it's like all mystical, like riding all around the eye part thing. It just looks yeah. really cool. What page was it? Ninety four. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh yeah, I see that is a good one. Well, <clears throat> since we're doing that, we're gonna do my other one. Page ninety, Hulk smash. Even though it's a full page. Hulk's pretty maniacal there. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, there's I like, four like Spider Men over there fighting, and all right, uh, yeah. Sam, what was your best dialogue? All right, so it's a Spider Man one, just because I, I I loved his character in this one. So on page seventy nine, when they're uh, Doctor Strange is telling everybody uh, what's going on, well, Wanda done it, and then uh, Captain Marvel's like, "No, she's a good person. She's our friend." And then Falcon's like, "She doesn't ha- have that in her." in her blood. Actually, she does. She's Magneto's daughter, and before she was an Avenger, she was a mutant terrorist. She was a premier member of the Brotherhood, and then Spider-Man's like, she married a robot. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Like, all yeah. this is going on, and he's like, yeah. Oh, I like Everybody looks at him mad, too. I, I like that. Like yeah. He's like, well, no, offense. no offense. I mean, yeah. he was, he is, the Vision is a robot. I was dating a robot. You all talk about me behind my back. Yeah. <laughs> this is my best dialogue, too. Panels two <laughs> through five. Yeah. And then later on, Falcon's like, what are you even doing here? And he's like, I was helping with the aliens a second ago. <laughs> so saying, Classic Spider-Man. Spider-Man like, stole the yeah. show when he showed up, man. I'm telling yeah, you. I love that one. That was that was my best dialogue, too. That's, that's a real good dialogue. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I stepped on it a little bit there. but uh, No, you, you finished that for me. That's right. I should have read it off. Um... My mine is on page forty eight. It's uh, panel three. They're all they're doing their stand around arguing thing, but Falcon has a great comeback. Um, and so like, so like they're talking about who could be alive, whatever. And so uh, they're talking about the Ant Man. You know, Hawkeye thinks he could have shrunk down. Like we shouldn't give up. So he's like, he could be alive in your armor for all all you know. And then so Iron Man goes and She Hulk. Now I love Falcon's comeback. He says, well. You guys keep putting hulks on the team, and you're all shocked when, when it backfires. Like, like <laughs> yeah, that. man's got a point. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it made me laugh. And he's not wrong. Yeah. You keep. I mean, yeah. Why would you put hulks on the team all the time? <laughs> not the first time this has happened. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Josh, what was your best full page spread? Uh, I think me and Sam got the same one. It's Magneto, page ninety-seven. Coming in and everybody's just like, oh, there's Magneto. We're done. Sorry, guy. Just, yeah. He does what he wants. Okay, I'm that, feeling dumb. That's mine as well. That is like, <laughs> I forgot right. what I'd pick for I got to back up because I figured a lot of us <laughs> would want to pick that. Yeah, no, that's like that's the best panel. Magneto just comes in and just, yeah. I would do whatever he said, too. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. 
Yeah. Yeah. So right. I agree. Unanimous one. But since it's my turn, I want to okay. go ahead and go with my, my backup since we all agreed that's the right one. And it's page 32 when She Hulk rips the vision in two down the middle. That's a good one. That's pretty intense. Yeah. All right, Josh, did you have a backup you wanted to mention? Uh, Yeah, let me get... uh, Again, it wasn't like the perfectly executed panel. It was page 17. There's actually a bunch of smaller panels. It says Vision's incoming, and you're zooming in. One panel zooming in on Vision, and then an alternate panel zooming in on uh, Captain America. America, yeah. And I just like how progressively each panel got closer and closer until there's that big giant eye that we always seem to like. Or I thought that was a creative layout for a big double-page spread. Yeah, double-page, yep. Um, it looks like throwing out backups. Um, I really liked page 120. Um, it was like <laughs> the clip show thing at the end there, but it's the, the one that's like a watercolor or something uh, with Vision and Scarlet Witch. It's just a really... Uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty panel. Uh, it really is. Yeah. yeah. No, that was a good one. Not real, uh, realistic on her face. Yeah. Um, and I like how they have just a, the slight bit of emotion on Vision's face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like. I like when they do. just give him just that little little touch of something. Um, well, our last award is one because I wanted to make fun of Ben just behaving badly. Um, best crowd scene. Because every issue has at least one page of like 150 people just standing around. And so I went with page 53. And I think it's when every Avenger ever, who's ever ever even cons- ever considered being an Avenger or had a job interview with the Avengers, shows up. And they're all just standing there. That's a, that's a really good one. It's probably the right answer. Yeah. And, and every, everybody but Wanda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Namor even put on his good you know business speedo for it. Uh, so I went a different route than what you did I went one one that after all this craziness happened they still the Avengers like kind of walk out of the building and said did anybody show up and then they show up and you see all this crowd actual crowd of people out there that says our heroes my Avengers and all stuff and it's on page 129 get that out of the way but you still see the Avengers that stayed. They still have the support of the 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 people. I just I enjoyed that one. It wasn't a crowd of superheroes, but it was a crowd of people for the superheroes. While we're on page one twenty nine, go back one page to one twenty eight and look at the bottom panel and look at Beast. That makes me sad. Oh, that's so bad. I told you, the cowardly line. All that, got, everybody's sad in that one. I think it's my terrible. eyes had refused to see that. That's really not good. They've got some of the, the the pictures that people are holding up with the crowds are weird. Like they're like these uh, memorial remember our fallen. Like Captain America's in both he's on the balcony and on the pictures. Like Captain yeah, America's no. clearly not dead, guys. <laughs> he's right there. <laughs> they got a picture of Thor out here too. Yeah. And Iron Man? Yeah. Anyway. Uh okay, are we done with awards? Uh, I got it. Josh. Yeah, my best crowd scene, uh, which you already mentioned it, Sam. It was page 90. It's with the uh, Hulk for been to take it up pretty much the whole page and yeah. then everybody else fight. And I went with the battle scene. A I love crowd that battle. Yeah. They, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, it was one of my panels anyways, but I don't get it. I don't remember Wolverine being there, all the Spider-Man, 
all, all these characters wasn't there earlier. Just that's, here for this one page. Well, it's when Wanda, Wanda went, imagined them. Yeah. Oh, that's when Cap was trying to tell her she thought they was taking her kids again, so she just imagined everybody she could to pop into reality. Oh, I got you. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that one though. Yeah, the Hulk really stole the yeah. show. He did steal a show on that one. All right, now can we cast this thing? If right, we have to. Here we go. Right, well, we do have to. And Sam, you have to go first. Who's your know. Wanda Maximoff? Well, this is one I, I struggle with the most, and I just pulled out a name I use a lot, and I went with Olivia Wilde. She's a good actress, doesn't hear anything, so. No real reason. I thought it was really hard to pick up. You know, a Scarlet Witch from this book because she's in it so little and she's just so little. unhinged yeah. whenever she's there. Yep. Yep. Josh? Uh, I don't have a good one either. Uh, and mine's a time machine. I got two time machine picks this week, but I got Linda Cardellini. You'll know her as Hawkeye's wife from uh, Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. I knew it is. Yeah. That's not um, a bad one, though. Yeah. Um, since the. Since the defining characteristic of Wanda for this book was just, you know, cheese off the cracker. Um, I went with somebody I think could could probably really nail that part. Could just really do unhinged very well. I bet Anya Taylor Joy would be really good at that. Yeah. Yep. She's a probably a little on the young side for for the Wanda from this story. But yeah. Yeah, I think you might have just won that one. All right. I'm taking that. Moving on quickly. Stop Captain America. Oh, I'm getting tired of casting Captain America, fellas. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> I'm riding Chris struggle Evans. bus. Uh, yeah, I I tried not to, to pick him for this, but, but he's like playing. he's one of only only like five people talk. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's like a hundred thousand people on every page, but like only five of them talk. Right. Uh, I went with Scott Eastwood. I think he's got the all-American look. He's played a soldier a couple of times. I think Cap's more soldier in this than he is anything else. So, okay. that's, that's what I got. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot like, of defense on the pick. I think I've picked Scott Eastwood for Captain America before. So. Hey, yeah, I, okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not allowed to criticize. <laughs> okay. I've, done, I've done the exact same thing. <laughs> I was wondering why everybody was being suspiciously quiet on that. No, I, I thought I was going to catch some. No, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, all right. Um. Uh, apparently, well, I guess I guess the internet. As long as you don't pick White Russell, you're okay, according to the internet. Yeah. Lately, but, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Uh, it was. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with Garrett Headland. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah got the yeah. clean cut, all American guy. And I, um, have you all seen Triple Frontier? Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, he was really good in that. He kind really? of impressed me, like with the, yeah. the, the acting chops. I was like, I'd forgotten how good an actor he was, or maybe I didn't know. But yeah. Who'd you have, Stan? All right, so for Captain America, I picked not an American. He's definitely Australian. I went with Liam Hemsworth. But he does have the all-American look. Okay. We've talked about this. You can't have non-Americans play Captain America. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't cast Chris Evans for Captain Britain. I know. I, I agree, but like, like even Josh was talking about, it, like we, we've cast him, and I feel like we used all the good guys that that I would want to use for him. And Liam Timberworth has the look. And I almost I almost went with John Krasinski, but I've, I've used him before, so I can't use him again. So I, I, I was, I guess I was picking the bottom of the barrel, but of, <laughs> of, he's definitely not bottom of the barrel guy, but I, I wanted that, that look. He, he's got the right look and build for Captain America. Yeah. 
I'm here. I'm hearing a lot of we need to retire Captain America. I was going I to say maybe this should be the last go round for Cap. Yeah. I, I mean, because because Chris, Chris Evans is such a good Captain America. It's it's hard unless we can just anybody. Yeah, unless we can cast Chris Evans again. That, that's the only person I want to play Captain America. He <laughs> is Captain America. He killed that role. Evans. Here we go. <laughs> Why does he have a mustache? <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, the next one is Doctor Strange. I'm going with James McAvoy. Ooh, that's a good one. I don't know that I can picture him with the with you know the the Doctor Strange stash, but I think he could do the role really well. And he's such a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Well, I went with another guy that I can see playing it. It's, I think he's a really good actor. I don't know if everybody else agrees with me, but he's already kind of done the robe mystic kind of guy, Ewan McGregor. I was afraid you were going to say Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, he's done the road mystic guy. Yeah, that, that's not that's not terrible. That's not terrible. I know. It's I'm not. winning so far. You are. You really are. You're probably going to keep on winning once I say mine. <laughs> uh, this is a time machine pick. This is probably like a 30 year back in the past time. Uh, I'm going Powers Booth. Think of him from like Tombstone era. Yeah, that's because this doctor he had an edge. Like he come in. And and he was just laying a smackdown on people. And this is how it is. This is what's happening. And then he takes Wanda out after she's done all this to the entire Avengers. I feel like he had a d- different intensity than he's had in the past. And I think Powers Booth. Yeah. yeah. Curly Bill mustache. We had to tweak his mustache a little bit. But from like that era, Powers Booth. All right. Well, our next cast member is one who <laughs> didn't have her best moments. But she did have probably the fourth most amount of lines. Now, granted, they were all whining, uh, very much out of character whining. But uh, so, Sam, who's your Miss Marvel? So I I went with who Cat Marvel Marvel should be, who, not who she was in this comic. I want I want to take her back to the take charge kind of tough girl, not the whiny person. So I went with Emily Blunt, the original Black Widow. Yeah. With that, I like Emily Blunt. She's good. Uh, I basically just went off looks on this because it's not the Miss Marvel <laughs> we're used to, and I went with uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, not terrible. Um, I cast for the Miss Marvel in this book, um, and so I'm with Rosamond Pike. Uh, she's in, has been in Gone Girl, Pride and Prejudice, uh, Jack Reacher. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm talking about that. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad either. Like, I, I couldn't, I don't know that I can ever see, like, I can't picture Rosamund Pike, like, punching somebody. But, yeah. I can see her doing, like, the, the emotional moments here. I can see her doing yeah. that. Yeah. I'll take the win. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, another character way out of uh, normal character parameters here is Hawkeye. Josh, who's your Hawkeye? Chris Pine. Kind of ladies' man in this one, kind of being a little bit of a punk. I can see Chris Pine being a punk. Yeah. All right. I've got you. I've got this one down, Pat. Uh, he's good at arguing, he's good at getting people's faces and being irrational about his arguments. Jensen Ackles. Oh yeah, that's not bad. Think about the way he argues with his brother. Yeah. 
I, I'd be okay with that. I think like Jensen Ackles, like he, the way he argues with his brother on the show on Supernatural, yeah. I yeah. could just really see him de- being this kind of like, I don't even care if I'm right. I'm just gonna keep arguing. You know, I could just, I could see Jensen Ackles doing that. How about that? Good Captain America too. Yeah. Not bad. They actually offered him Hawkeye and he turned it down. Like he was one of the finalists for Captain America before they cast Chris Evans. When he they they wanted to be in the movies, they offered him Hawkeye and he said no, it'll just be on his TV show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for my Hawkeye, Jamie's already cast him today, and I had Garrett Headland for him. (laughs) He's a good actor. I I think he could do it. Argumentative and difficult. Garrett Headland can do that. Yeah. Okay, so our last cast is a wild card. So there's so of all the Avengers of all time who ever appeared in a Avengers issue, even on like on a cover or an ad, they appeared in this book. Um so everybody got to pick just one at random and then cast somebody for it. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna for my wild card, I'm gonna go with She Hulk and I'm casting Gina Carano. That's not bad. I could see that lady tearing junk up. Yeah. Room somebody in two. Right, Josh? That was, no, that was one of my two, so. All right. I wanted to do Magneto, that's who I wanted to cast for, but I didn't. I wanted to uh, uh, pick a bad guy, and we really had no besides Wanda on our cast, so I went with Red Skull. And I wanted that Christoph Waltz to play him. <laughs> I don't, I, he'd, he'd have, he'd have, he, I could have picked any number of Avengers I wanted, but I wanted. He's like, like three panels. I know he is. I don't think he's any lines. I think he's just there. No, he never spoke. He didn't. But I wanted I want Christoph Waltz to play Red School. I thought he'd be a good Red School in any any movie you put him in. Any Red School. That's, I mean, that's the wildest of wild cards. I did not expect that, but it's not yeah. a bad casting though. It's, yeah. it's a really good casting. I, I thought it was like it. yeah. Like I, said, I wanted Christoph to Christoph Waltz. He he's a really good actor. He's a really good actor, and I can see him doing it. He can do the accent. He's got it down. So Red School. All right, Josh. Uh, So off the wall. Uh, So I had had Gina Carano for She-Hulk like you did, Jamie. I I had a backup, so I thought you might cast her for that. Uh, I went with Moon Knight, and I'm casting Keanu Reeves. Of course you did. That's a good one. Yeah. Keanu should get all the work. Yeah, yeah. Multiple personalities. I could just see Keanu pulling the Moon Knight mask up and looking around and just... You can see the wheels turning like he's talking to himself. <laughs> like, I could I totally buy him doing that and then saying something off the wall. <laughs> yeah, I'm for it. Yeah. I like it. All right, we're done uh, with uh, Avengers Disassembled. Uh, Sam, what's your preview our next pick for us? All right, so for next week, we're going to do one of my picks, and it's Flashpoint. And I don't think neither one of you guys have read Flashpoint. And I enjoy it, and I wanted to share it with you guys. So I have the summary pulled up here, and I'll read it to you. Not a dream, not an imaginary story, not an else world. This is flash fact. When Barry Allen wakes at his desk, he discovers the world has changed. Family is alive. Loved ones, loved ones are strangers, and close friends are different, gone or worse. It's a world on the brink of cataclysm, a catalytic war. But where are Earth's greatest heroes to stop it? It's a place where America's last hope is cyborg. Who intends to gather the forces of the outsiders, the secret, seven, Shazam, Citizens Cold, and other and new familiar faces. Uh, it is a world that could be running out of time if, if the Flash can't find the villain who altered the timeline. It, it's actually really good, guys. 
I enjoy it. I, and I've then, had it borrowed from Comixology for like forever. I've just never gotten around to it. So when you put it on the list, it's like, hey, all right, now I'll, I'll actually read it. Yeah, that's a really good one. I, I just can't believe you guys have never read it. Like I said, I own the paper, the actual graphic novel of it. So we'll be sharing this next week. It'll be a good time. If, if it's not a Batman story and it's a DC book, I tend to get, I'm more slowly to get, actually get to it. <laughs> I, I like, I, we'll, we'll cover it next week, but I, I do like the story. I, I like the premise of the story. And I like Flash. I've, I've read, I've read some Flash books. Plus it's got the, this? it's got the different, uh, Batman in it too. Oh it's yeah. Got, it's got the, the dad is Batman. I've heard about that. Okay. Yeah. So that's the Batman in this one. Well, guys, I think we're done here. Salute. See ya. Good night. Goodbye, Belgium.